my name is Jermaine Gabriel, safety for the Argos. You're listening to Argos Football on TSN 1050. Alouettes have the ball, but they also are facing a 7-0 deficit after one quarter of play. It was Ricky Ray to S.J. Green from 16 yards out. That's the only scoring play so far, and that was on the first series. It's been scoreless since then, but now... J.J., we're trying to piece together what this Argo defense is going to look like with the injury to Aquasi Lusuansaw, who's down on the trainer's table right now. And Kate Pedersen letting us know they're look, looking at his right knee. Yes, well, it's uh, the Argos have had, with this injury, incredible adjustment on the defense. Plummer's moved out to the will position. Marcus Ball, who's normally in that spot, is now over at the Sam, which I think this is a, this will be interesting to see. I mean, Marcus is a heck of an athlete. But I just know he gained some weight when he was in the NFL. So the question is, is he going to be light enough to you know cover a receiver at the Sam? We'll find out. Durant's going to look things over. That might be what he's looking at right now. They don't go with the tight end. Back to pass. Durant, he throws it. He one-hops it in the direction of Nick Lewis as there was good pressure there. So they bend but don't break on second down and six. And it will be now the punt unit coming in with Boris Beatty, and that means we're going to take a look at Martise Jackson, the former one of many former Alouettes, was on the practice roster in Montreal a year ago and said he learned so much from Stefan Logan. So on that last play, interesting, with, with these changes, the Argos, I think, are given some more flexibility. On that last one, Marcus Ball actually dropped to the safety. Cassius Vaughn ended up oh. with Sam. So the guys are moving around, and it could create a lot of confusion on the, uh, the Alouettes' part. Here comes Jackson, far or near a sideline. He'll get across the 20 to the 24, and a flag comes down. And Montreal's not going to be happy with that one. And the Argonauts are going to have very nice field position to start with this 7-0 lead nicely underway here in the second quarter. That is a silly, silly penalty by the Alouettes. Nihimi Kankalongo. Yes! Yes, baby. <laughs> well, Martise was out of bounds, but he had his little stride going where it looked like he was still accelerating down the sideline. He, he was a yard out of bounds. But we saw, that, we, saw that, um, we saw that in Winnipeg, right, where he tiptoed down that the sidelines, and it looked like he stepped out of bounds. It did. And they looked at replay, and, well, he didn't. I thought for sure he did. So did I. Even when they replayed it at, at you know live speed, I thought, oh, he's out of bounds. And then when they zeroed in, I was like, geez, how did he do that? That's incredible balance. But anyways, there he was a yard out of bounds, and... Uh, the Owls uh, took a, a late hit. So here we go. Ricky Ray, 6 of 7 so far in the opening quarter. He had 71 yards passing. It's a nice quarter. Play action. Back to pass. Coming to the near side. He's got Jackson. And Martise will take it to the 50. Good stutter step. And out close to midfield. That's going to be an Argonaut first down. That was unreal. Martise Jackson runs a flat pattern. Catches the football. Turns around. He's got four Alouette players in front of him. He sprints to the sideline. Then he somehow does a jump cut back inside and creates space between between two and two. There were two owls on the left, two owls on the right, and he split them. And he turned that into a first down. That was incredible. He's another one of the guys that didn't have a very good NCAA career at all incredible. but still wanted to play football. Jim Pop found him. So did Winnipeg. And he signed with the Alouettes last year. Ray back to pass. He wanted to go to the right side. Nothing doing. He scrambles and throws it to the far sideline, and it'll bounce in front of Anthony Coombs, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. He didn't take the sack, and it'll be second down and 10 from their own 54. That looked like a late hit to me. The, so number 90, uh, 93 for the Alouettes. Uh, Don Aramision. Aramision, thank you. Followed through on the tackle, took Ricky down, and, I mean, Ricky throws this ball, and in my opinion, Don could have stopped. 
interesting how on the other time, you know, there was one earlier in the where the Argos took a uh, late hit penalty, and if they're being consistent, they should have called that. Second down and 10 from their own 54. Ball on the left hash mark, two to the wide side, back to pass Ray, goes over the middle, has a man. Oh, guess who? S.J. Green. He got popped when he caught it by his former teammate Kyrie Zaybear, but it's a first down Toronto to the 40-yard line. S.J. running a kind of a banana pattern. It's kind of like a post, but there's a little bit of a, you round it out a little bit, and you gear down in the zone, and he was in the middle of five Alouette defenders. And Ricky put it right in the perfect spot so that he catches this and uh, doesn't get hit too badly. What a throw. S.J. Green, number two in the CFL with 705 yards receiving coming into this week. And Ricky Ray is now going to shovel it. He gives it up to uh, Martise. And Jackson makes two miss. Spittle move down to the 25-yard line. That's a gain of 14 entertaining yards by Martise Jackson. That's amazing. You know what? Having Jackson, I mean, Whitaker is fast. Martise is another gear fast, and that throws the defense off. And the, the defense, I don't think, was ready for that acceleration because they all misjudged it. Martin Jackson just blew through it, and then added in a spin at the end there, and whew, Argos are looking good here. And notice he could feel the pressure and got the second hand on the football. Coaches yeah, are going to love that. Good job that. to cover it up. First down and 10 from the 25-yard line. Ray, play action. They run a crossing route. They've got cross on the cross. He'll take it to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Shoulder down! Touchdown, Declan Cross. What a fantastic run. His second touchdown of the season. But there's a flag on the play, and I think it's coming back. Oh, that was awesome. Declan Cross, unreal. Catches this in the flat, turns up field. He's weaving downfield, and he fully extended with that hand to, to get that across the line, but it, I think it might be coming yeah, back. Yeah, it's coming back. Oh. Tim Croker is going to have some very bad news. That's late, though. At least, I mean... It's downfield when he throws the flag, so now it's not coming all the way back. Trustman is out on the field talking. He wants a better explanation. And we'll find out which way they go here. Waiting for the call. Josh Moore, the running back coach, was out there Holding. too. Toronto, number 10. 10-yard penalty. They're going to get Armonte Edwards on the hold. Oh, downfield. So that's going to move it back, and instead of six points, it's going to be first and 20 from the 35-yard line. Argos moving into a fairly strong wind in this quarter, so right now you're looking at a 42-yard field goal. They're going to take cross out, and Jamal Campbell's going to check in as a tight end. Armani made uh, the penalty happened at the 15-yard line just as Declan was cutting back inside, and he had a nice block initially, and then he held on a little too long. He needed to let go. So at the 35-yard line, that's where they'll put it in play. First down and 20. Ray has three receivers to the far side. Fuller's got single coverage to the near side. Back to pass is Ray. He's looking right. He's throwing right. He's got a man at the 30-yard line. It's Armani Edwards who will juke off a couple and then dive forward, get to the 29-yard line. So he got about seven of those yards back, depending on the spot. I think they're going to mark it at the 29 yeah, 29. So we get six of them back. It'll be second and 14. But it helps out Haralahu a little bit. Great effort by Armani Edwards to grab a couple yards after that catch. And the Argos lined up with a tight end. They got uh, Campbell in there. Big 6-0 lineman plus the tailback in there with extra protection giving Ricky that time. They'll end up with three receivers to the near side here. Back to pass is Ray. Snap from the 29. Ray looking long, looking SJ. He caught it! SJ Green took one away from the defender, and it's a touchdown, Toronto! 
Oh, my goodness. Brandon Stewart is going bananas right now. And he was the defender trying to knock that down in front of S.J. Green. And I wonder, I mean, S.J. is so savvy. He may have just given him a little tiny bump with the chest or something to create a bit of space because I don't know how this ball, it just literally go an inch over the fingers of Brandon Stewart into S.J.'s as they're both <laughs> vertical. S.J. somehow catches this ball. Turns around and crosses the goal. What a what a catch. He's unbelievable. And there's somebody down there in an SJ Green shirt. SJ just called them down, gave them the ball, gave him a high gave her a high five. I don't know if it's a friend Amazing. or a family member. Here's the kick. And Liram drills it. And SJ Green, his second touchdown of the game, and it's 14-0 Toronto with 1044 remaining here in the first half. What a catch we'll take the time out we'll come back you're listening to argo football on tsn 1050 some semblance of order has returned to the booth that was an unbelievable catch by sj green and the argos have a 14 nothing lead in this huge game against the montreal alouettes incredible hoagie incredible sj green just uh He's got so much experience in, in in manipulating the defenders to get what he wants. Whether it's physical manipulation and without the refs having to see anything, he just literally he, he jumped up for the ball in a manner where part of his uh, trajectory was slightly towards Brandon Stewart and throwing off his balance. And so Stewart's arms went up a little bit and just... It was an incredible, and it makes it look like he's going up for the football. But he's not picking on a like Brandon Stewart's his 12th year in the league. Uh, yes, like, this is the guy. Who's but he been can't around. see SJ, right? So SJ's yeah. behind him, and y- you're right. They're both veterans, and flip. And you know what? After the game, Brandon Stewart's going to go up to him and say, "Hey, man, that was a heck of a play that you made because you knocked me off balance, and uh, you made the play." He's That's done the That's why SJ tour. is SJ. Incredible. Haralahu's kick high. Wind is going to knock that down at the 20-yard line. It's fumbled. It's on the ground. It's loose. And it's picked up by the Argos. It's a scoop. It's a score. Touchdown, Toronto. And it's going to be Justin Tuggle finding the end zone. And just like that, it's 20 to nothing. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. It was like the ball was shot out of the sky and it dropped straight down. Looked like a Peregrine Falcon going down. The returner was not ready for it. The Argos were in on it. Justin Tuggle scoops it up. What a scoop and score. Textbook. Take that and videotape that and replay it for to teach the future half football players. That's unreal. That surprised Steph oh. Logan. He did not see that. He's done this a million times. He's played out west. He knows what the what wind's all about. You think? Absolutely it did. And the wind, the gust of wind, he may have checked the telltales, which Look are now it. flat out. And that knocked that ball right down. Here's Hanralahu with the extra point. It's up. Consider it converted. It is now 21-0 Toronto in what we build as a huge game in the East because, well, it is a huge game in the East. Unreal. These two teams tied for first place. Unreal. What wow. a swing. Of, I mean, that is some heavy momentum right now. <laughs> but you, That's you look, incredible. How many times has a professional football team after that nice touchdown by Cross, called back, it's first and 20, Yeah. would hang the head or just do something that doesn't work. Sure. They gain six on first down, then they hit S.J. Green, who makes that remarkable catch in the Got end Got it zone. done again. And then the special teams are all fired up. Tuggle flies down there. It all started from that pick. 
Yeah, right. Absolutely. That, that's where the big momentum shift was, and uh, yeah, yeah, pretty amazing. And uh, I'm really surprised Stefan Logan misjudged that that much because Hoagie, you're right. He's an experienced returner, and I, I don't know if that how many times that's happened to him, if at all. And the ball literally just dropped oh, straight down. Incredible. Wasn't ready for it, and uh, the ball. But but he got his hands on it, right? Yep. And the ball still slipped through his hands, hit the turf. And what an effort by Justin Tuggle. He was also the first guy down there, right? So yes. they all flew in into the in, into hit Logan, and, and there was Tuggle with the scoop, and uh, what an effort by the special teams. Boy, is this team pumped right now, encouraging the fan, fans here at BMO to pump it up. And here's Logan. He's going to wait on this one at the 20-yard line. He's going to start up the middle of kick it to the right side, then cut back at the 30-33 yard line and dive forward. And uh, it will be first down Montreal at the 34-yard line. Argos with that 21-0 lead, 10 minutes remaining in the half. Well, Logan wasn't making that mistake again. That time he lined up around the 15 and uh, just kind of stepped forward, fielded that. I'm not a believer in momentum carried over from one week to the next or in a, in a basketball or a hockey series. I don't believe in momentum going between game to game. But over the course of the game, momentum can be a big thing. And right now, the Argos are riding it. Well, I think week to week, it's something it, it's, it changes into confidence or belief. Yes. Belief, right? Yeah, I, I agree. Back to pass is Durant. He's going to step up in the pocket. He gets hit as he throws the football. It's incomplete. He was looking in the direction of the fullback, uh, Umar Torre. And it will be incomplete. It will be second down and 10. Ar- the Argos just are a half a step away from getting to a bear. But they are pressuring him enough, J.J., to throw off the timing of the route. Yeah, that was a pressure for sure, and that was Troy Davison on that one. You know what? The other three D linemen collapsed their guys. They were all close. I mean, it was just collapsing all around Durant, and Davis was breathing on him as Durant released that ball. Durant 6 of 13 for just 52 yards here, and we're almost midway through the second quarter. Back to pass. Durant looking over the middle. He's got a man on the seam. It's big Nick Lewis, but he's shy of the first down. Bear Wood says no. No, 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 no. You outweigh me, you're not going to carry me. And it's a two full yard um, distance between where they're going to spot the ball and where the first down marker is, or at least a yard and a half. And out comes the punt team. That's a big tackle by uh, Bearwood. You know what, that's Plummer too, right? So Plummer actually engaged first, and Woods was there. Nick can normally carry a couple of linebackers. He's not carrying those two guys, I'll tell you that right now. Plummer at 241, Woods no at... 235. He's 10 pounds lighter than he was at camp. And Nick's, what, 300? Yeah. <laughs> That's his left leg. Joking. Here's Martise Jackson. <laughs> Love Nick Lewis. 25. Spins off two to the 30 to the 35. Jackson to the 40. Jackson to the 43. And it's a first down Toronto. And we'll take the timeout. 21 nothing Argos. They've got momentum. They've got the lead. They've got the ball. You're listening to Argonaut Football on TSN 1050. Hogan and Jeff Johnson with you. Welcome back to BMO Field. This is fun. I was just saying on the break, what, how, what could be being here at BMO, sitting with a, a nice cold beverage in your hand and watching this display? Oh, it's it's beautiful. This team is clicking right now. Guys are playing some good football. They're playing hard. They're playing physical. Started with the offensive line and the defensive line. Started with that defensive line getting off that ball. Four thoroughbreds with just smoke coming out of their noses as they go after Durant. I love it. You know, and like you said, they're not getting the sacks, but they're pressuring. They're getting there. They're collapsing the guys around them, and that's where it starts. It starts with physical play, and and then you know what? Defensive uh, adjustments. 
and they're still playing well. So this is, uh, I like it. How's, uh, how's this for a number? Ricky Ray, 11 of 13 for 149 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Not bad at all, Hogue. That'll work. It's a good start. He'll put it in play now. Three receivers out to the right. Argos uh, with the 21-0 lead, moving from right to left here in the second quarter. Into the wind, wearing their all-whites, and they're going to pound the ground a little bit. And it will be a gain of about five yards. Did you see that collision that inside is, uh, there, Hogue? Whitaker. It was, well, I wasn't quite sure who the back was. It was Whitaker. Well, that was uh, Declan Cross lined up on the kind of offset to the left of Ricky Ray. Just as the ball snaps, shuffles into the right and goes right up the right A-gap and takes on Dominique Tovell, the middle linebacker, at 6'2", 248. Drives him back and creates that space for uh, Whitaker. What a block. Alouettes just jumped off, and they did not blow it, and they moved again, no flag, and it's underneath, and they've got S.J. Green on the crossing route. He's going to get seven yards. That's going to be another first down. And for SJ, that's catch number six. He's got 90 yards already here in the opening half, unofficially. Well, the Argos pre-snap are getting some movement. They're moving guys around, waving the hands, trying to trying to get the Owls to show their cards, and they are. And that's hurting them right now because Ricky knows exactly what's happening. Even though they were bringing pressure there, Ricky still knew exactly which guy would be open, and that was SJ Green. So he's getting rid of the ball quickly. First down at their own 54-yard line. Six-man or a five-man rush, rather, by Montreal. Ray dumps it off underneath. He's got again S.J. Green, who's got another first down down to the Montreal 40-yard line. Wide open in the middle. Somebody has to account for number 19, don't you think? (laughs) He ends up being the outlet pass, right, which possibly could be the primary guy on that route, but it would look like it's the third read because it was the short pass. But as Ricky drops back and looks downfield, S.J. just casually releases out of the backfield almost. And uh, it's wide open. Ball at the 40-yard line of the Alouettes, 21-0 Toronto. Coombs, Green, and Williams go wide to the right. They've got a deuce to the near side, Fuller and Edwards. Whitaker stands to the right of Ricky Ray. Ball just inside the left hash mark, and they are going to give the ball to Whitaker, who's going to go up the middle hurdle. 30, 25, 23-yard line. Brandon Whitaker has played so well against the Montreal Alouettes in the games that he's faced them. And he has just done it again. What a run by Brandon Whitaker, who in five games against Montreal has averaged 115 yards on the ground. Oh, that looked good. And I thought pre-snap, Ricky saw that the middle linebacker, Dominique Tovell, was coming, and so was Bear. And he thought, ah, you know what? I thought he might change the play to a quick pass, but he still ran it, gave the ball to Witt, who does a beautiful job of hurdling the mess in the middle and uh, turns that into a big first down. Tight end of the near side. Play action. Ray dumps it off. He's got Coombs who cannot shed one tackler. He does, though. Turns the corner. 20-15 yard line. They're going to mark him out of bounds at the 16-yard line. Should have been a five-yard loss. Turns into a six-yard gain. Hoagie, I thought 100% that was going to be a five-yard loss. Anthony Coombs pulling some voodoo moves, some magic, and uh, gets a straight arm in there first. And then I thought he was dead in the water right around the numbers, and he gets around the guys there and uh, turns a seamlessly kind of innocent flat pattern into a uh, five-yard, six-yard gain. Jamal Campbell comes out, and they put Malcolm Williams back in. He's going to be the X receiver on the far side. Coombs will line up inside him. Three receivers will come to the left. And they're going to dump it off, and they've got Anthony Coombs. who's going to bubble back to the 15, waiting for a block. Spin move to the 13. He is going to be really close to the first down, but maybe half a yard shy. And without hesitation, Mark Tressman sends in the Hoggies. 
Yeah, the Argos are playing good physical football right now. And this is a time to go for it. Now, on the other side, this is a moment for the Alouettes to get some momentum. If they can stop the Argos here, this is going to do a lot for their group. They're not huge on the D-line, though. Javar Westerman is. The other guy's 250, 260. And Cody Fajardo is going to spin forward and should have the first down. Yeah, they're going to mark him at the 11-yard line. That'll be a first down. Jamal Campbell is in as one of the tight ends. Jamal uh, from your alma mater, which is... York University, YUYU. Did they mark that as a first down? That looked close to me, Hoke. The two, the two side judges came in, and they both were standing on the 11-yard line. Both of them. So if this ball's not on the 11-yard line, there we are, and down. it is on the 11-yard line, it's so a first down. We had Jamal on the show yesterday uh, on the Scotty Mack show. And how He's many, too tall. How, how many guys gain weight over the course of the season? He weighed in at 300. He's now 305. Uh, that's not normal. Shows you the effort he's putting in, right? Oh, he's he's uh, working hard. He's working out with the Argos' uh, world-class strength coach, Jay Agabau, and uh, it, that's huge. It shows uh, the kind of kind of guy that he is. They're going to have a tight end to the near side, and they are going to go play action, and Ray's going to dump it off. He's got Declan Cross to the 10, to the 5, to the house. Touchdown, Declan Cross. Contact at the 2, spun off it, and the Argonauts are blowing out the Montreal Alouettes. There was no way. No way Jalen Rogers, defensive back, 6'1", 200 pounds, was going to stop Declan Cross. Declan gets this football, turns upfield, and goes straight downhill towards Jalen Rogers, who tried to just kind of take his legs out, but Declan right over top. Big touchdown for the Argos, and, I mean, I'm happy for this kid that uh, that one that got called back was heartbreaking for him, and there he goes, he got it there. Declan Cross was never a main cog of the offense at McMaster. He was there for his blocking. He can block at this level, and now the Argos are feeling comfortable with him to get him the football a little bit more. Hawarlahu is up and good, and he is still perfect on the season. It is 28-0 for the Toronto Argonauts over the Montreal Alouettes. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Argonauts 28, Alouettes no score. Three and a half minutes remaining here in quarter number two. And now Ricky Ray has become the Toronto Argonauts all-time touchdown pass leader. That's saying something in a franchise that is as old as the Argonauts. He's all-time in every category now. Yeah. Yeah. That's unreal. Passing Connors Holloway, Flutie, and think of all the great quarterbacks. Doug wasn't here all that long, obviously. But, you know, Ricky's what? Fifth, sixth season here now. That's amazing. Sixth season. And has just been phenomenal. On and off, to say the, the least. Field. Like, just, Unreal. He, he's a dream for coaches, and he's a dream for the fans because he's so damn good. The players love him. Like, it's just he's the perfect guy at quarterback. 99 touchdown passes. Moving ahead of Connie. I love it. Conrich Holloway, the assistant AD now, and has been for years down at his alma mater, the University of Tennessee, the Volunteers. Tobin wrote. Yep. That's the guy who uh, played up here and down in the NFL as well with the Detroit Lions back in the 60s. Well, Hoagie, you said a stat before, that right at the beginning of the game about the Argos, uh, what, one touchdown in how many series was uh, They won 11 in a row without a touchdown heading into this one and one in their last 23. <laughs> well, they spanked that stat. Hawrola, who may have just had the worst kickoff I've ever seen in my life, and he knows it. It was a low-line drive that obviously he shanked, and it went out of bounds. I don't think it hit in bounds. Never got more than 10 feet off the ground and went out of bounds at the 23-yard line. Okay, that's what happens when there's no pressure on you for a minute, right? 
Yeah. You're up 28 nothing. Oh, geez, kicking the game ball well. You know, point afters are going well, and uh, you kind of cash go out. Oh, we'll just kick this ball and. And he's been like he's been great. There was there was some problems. And- Last week, I, I thought his punts early in the game were not good at all, to be frank. They were yeah. low-line drives, not like middle of field. Liram Haralahu at all, because yeah. he's been so good directionally. Yeah. And he's had one punt tonight that was great, outside the numbers. Oh, deep. perfect placement. Yeah. And he's hit eight consecutive field goals. He hasn't missed an extra point so far this year. Only one of three kickers to say that. And he just let that one get away. Durant on first down. Under pressure, down he goes back to the 35-yard line. And it was the guy that killed the Alouettes last week, Dylan Wynn, his fourth sack of the season. A week ago, as a defensive tackle, he led the team with seven tackles. Well, Hogue, that is an incredible sack by Wynn, but let's talk about Finley because Finley's actually the first guy in there, forces Durant out of the pocket, and Wynn came in to clean it up. And he came in like a... When we come back, we've hit the three-minute warning. Exactly three minutes remaining here in the first half. 28-0 Argos. You're listening to Double Blue Football here on TSN 1050. Hit the three-minute warning, and uh, the Argonauts have been hitting their end zone on a regular basis. It is 28-0 for the Toronto Argonauts, and the fans here were actually applauding and partying during the three-minute warning. Uh, our season tickets, my, my wife didn't think she was going to be able to get here today because she was working earlier today. And uh, so she, we gave the tickets. She gave the tickets away, and then ended up getting tickets. She got upper deck. Yeah. We're usually in the lower deck, and she's here with her sister, and uh, who's a I can't. She's a ticket holder, but she said, "Loving the cheap seats. These peeps can party." <laughs> <laughs> so she's got the lingo down. Yeah, she's having she's having a blast here today, and everybody who's an Argo fan in here today has to be having a good time as they have taken what was supposed to be a nail biter of a game and turn it into an early blowout, yet there is still a half-plus of football to go, 33 minutes. So the Argos cannot rest on their laurels. No, no. problem for the Alouettes is right now they face a second down and 18 from their own 37. There's a ton of football left, and there's a quarterback named Darian Durant playing for the Alouettes. So, no, there's a long way to go still. Durant back to pass, four-man rush. He's going to sail it far sideline, and it is a jump ball knocked away. As Kadarius Ford out of South Alabama playing the boundary halfback position, got over there and knocked it down. Should mention, if you're just tuning in, a quasi saw left with a leg injury. Looked like a right knee. Well, it was a right knee. And uh, they had to do some major shuffling in the secondary. That's Kadarius Ford at 5'9". Yep. Good springs. Was up over top of B.J. Cunningham, who's 6'2". Like, that is some vertical right there. And he timed it. He'd be, good. He'd be a good rebounder. There's the kick. Spiral. Martise Jackson at the 19-yard line, right along the near sidelines. Trying to get outside. 25 bounces off one, bounces off two. It's a sprint. He's got him beat. 25-30. Cuts back inside of the 35 to the 37 to the 38-yard line. And Martise Jackson giving the Argos another bit of life here in this 28-0 lead. That's a great effort by Martise Jackson and a, and, a, and a great effort by the Alouettes cover team because if Martise, if they don't if they don't string this out, Jackson gets around that corner and he's gone and that was very close to being a huge huge return for Jackson who's who's due. Ricky Ray, 16 of 18, 193 yards so far in the first half, three touchdowns. Unbelievable. And he doesn't. It's not like he's added a, an 80-yard pass here. His longest is 29. He has just been. Like a surgeon. 
so far here today. Argos are going to go with a tight end to the right, and everybody else to the near side. They set up the screen to the near side. It's Coombs to the 40 to the 45. Spins off one and will get nine yards out to the 48, sorry, the 50, yeah, the 48-yard line. And it will be, he may have first down yardage here. They give him a pretty nice spot. And? Great blocking on the perimeter. And? Oh, it's fun. Tom Croker is trying to figure out exactly if this is a first down or not. He was kind of squinting down and bending down to see if the nose of the football was to the 49 and seeing where it was over there. And he said, ah, bring him over. Got to call him in. Got to call him in. Well, this is even close because of the perimeter blocking and at the point of attack. So as Coombs makes the catch, uh, the Argos had a double team on Brandon Stewart. And that was uh, S.J. Green and Armani Edwards engaged on Stewart allowing Coombs the time to go vertical. And as he was going vertical, SJ then slid off and went to the next level, making it look like beautiful, beautiful blocking technique. And kudos to the receivers coaches and the offensive coordinator, Marcus uh, Brady, for having these guys uh, executing great blocking uh, out in the open. It's a first down. Look at that. Anthony Coombs with another one. This is the biggest crowd of the season here at BMO. Uh, one thing they've done nicely, and I, 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 I saw Mike Copeland before the game, I said, you got to do this. This is the way to go. Upper deck, far side, 15-buck tickets. Get them in here. Have, have them have a good time and bring them back. So they did this because you told them to do that? No, no, no. I saw them today before the game. I said, this is the <laughs> best kidding, thing you've buddy. done. <laughs> yes, I have that kind of power. Oh, I know you do. So <laughs> <laughs> first down Argos of their own 49. Oh, it's a great crowd. They're having fun. 2.14 remaining, and we've got a flag down, and that's going to be offside against the Argonauts. Armani Edwards kind of flinched. Come on. Didn't get the snap count right. It'll be first down and 15. I assume that was on Edwards. We'll get the uh, official word from Tim Crawford. SJ Green's got a couple uh, couple of touchdown uh, catches. Declan Cross has one. Justin Tuggle, a scoop and score on a kickoff immediately after the second Green touchdown. 28-0, that's where we are now. And they're going to move it back five. It'll be first down and 15. Still don't have the number on who went offside. Looked like Edwards. Don't think Maybe one of the it. linemen moved on the inside, but I was watching him in motion. This is where the refs turn around and just give us a number that doesn't even exist. Well, it's hard to miss 10 when you're in space. Offside, Toronto number 82. No, nope. I got Williams. Oh. I didn't even see Still that first down. Maybe he moved when Malcolm Williams on the far side did. First year... Calgary Jr., or sorry, Langley Jr., Langley, B.C., from Maple Ridge, B.C. They've had a few athletes out of that suburb of Vancouver. First down to the 44-yard line. Back to pass is right. And he's got a man. Jeff Fuller's first catch of the night to the 50. He tried to bubble back to get a few more yards and then lunged forward to get back to where he caught it in the first place, which was the initial line of scrimmage at second and 10. I see Fuller down there with a nice catch, trying to turn that into something. And uh, who's beside him is Ralph. So Ralph in uh, getting a chance in there to run some patterns, and he was looking for somebody to block there. Unfortunately, he didn't get a chance. Jimmy Ralph, unheralded coming into camp, made the team by the way he played in special teams and a practice every day. Played at the University of Alberta last year, had started his post-secondary career at Weber State down in the States. Second down and 10 from their own 49-yard line. The Alouettes jumped. It's a freebie. Ray with a three-man rush, has some time, now sprints out. He's got all day, rolling, 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 looking, and he's going to go to the far sideline. He's got him out at the 50, and it was not caught. It was bobbled. It was uh, Edwards who just couldn't bring it in, and the Argonauts are still going to get the benefit of an offside here. Fuller's first catch of the night, this is this is not a great number. Targeted 36 times, 18 catches. That's very low. That's the lowest. Offside, 
percentage on the team by a bit. Five-yard penalty. He's still targeted down. 36 times. 36 times, but he only has 18 catches. Yeah, that's and we've, not, we've seen that's a couple a of bad drops from Jeff Fuller so far this year. So we have. maybe he's got the yips out of the way, so to speak, with his new organization. 30, I find that. I mean, that surprises me. That, that is a bad stat, not one that you want to have in your call, that's for sure. Now, not all of those are drops, obviously. I mean, that could be the one hopper in your sure. direction where you're the target a guy or way over your head on the sideline. Ray is going to go long. He's going to look for S.J. Green. Why not? And S.J. pulls out another one inside the 30 to the 27-yard line. This guy's not bad. First down, R goes down to the 27. Okay, I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> just shaking my head. We can watch the S.J. every play, every catch he's made so far, and you'd be shaking your head on every single one of the plays. He's running a quarter, a corner pattern, and he's running it kind of flat where he's always, you know, kind of directing towards the sideline. He sees the ball, and he adjusts more vertical, which is a difficult adjustment to make versus going vertical and having to adjust flat. That's an easier adjustment to make, and uh, he makes it look easy and pulls the ball in right over top. He's well over 100 yards now. We'll get uh, an official total momentarily. Ball at the 27-yard line. First down, Argos. And it's play action, and they dump it out, and they've got Jimmy Ralph to the 20 to the 15. He'll spin in for a first down. Let's go down to the sidelines right now. Kate has an injury update on why Jimmy Ralph is on the field. Kate? Anthony Coombs having his left shoulder and clavicle looked at. Now, he hasn't moved his arm at all. The trainer's looking at the clock. They just threw it in a sling, and they'll assess it at halftime. But he has not moved his left arm since leaving the field. Thank you, Kate. And he's uh, walking uh, fairly slowly in the back of the end zone. He's obviously dejected, but he's heading over to uh, get to the room a little bit early. First down, Argos at the 11-yard line for Jimmy Ralph, his second catch of the season first down Argos and they're going to go to the ground game and it's going to be Brandon Whitaker inside the 10 spinning his way into the seven yard line he'll get about four yards on first down second and relatively short they can get the first down by the way obviously since it was at the 11 without getting the touchdown good. but they'll need six yards here good battle inside between Sean McEwen and uh and Westerman with Westerman winning that one and just kind of coming off uh, sliding off McEwen and then making the tackle on Whitaker S.J. Green needed 169 yards for 7,500 in his career. And he's up to 135 already in the first half. Had 10 for 210 in Ottawa earlier this year. Ray back to pass. Looking end zone. Has a man touchdown. It's Armani Edwards. They're making this look easy. And it's 34-0. For Armani Edwards, his second touchdown of the season. And the boots are out. And they are being firmly applied to the rear ends of the Montreal Alouettes. It is a kicking right now. And that's a great ball. As Armani Edwards cuts out on his uh, out route to the right. Makes a, you know, kind of stutters his feet a little bit. Takes a step in like he's going to make an in run. Cuts out and gets, creates some separation from Brandon Dozier. And Ricky puts the ball just beyond Brandon's hands as he does all the time teases those defenders like they're going to get a chance at the ball and it drops right into Armani's hands for a touchdown. Harahu in for the 32-yard extra point and knocks it through. 35-0. Argonauts beating the Montreal Alouettes right now with uh, 28 seconds remaining here in the first half. Wow. Forget the midway. This is the best show on this property right now. 
Unbelievable. Have they converted every drive that they've been down inside uh, in that's, the 20? That's their, uh, I think they are perfect. Yes, they are perfect in the red zone. Well, they smashed that stat. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. That's I mean, four offensive touchdowns and one on special so far tonight. Unreal. You know what? And uh, as long as this defense keeps doing what they've been doing, getting off that ball like four thoroughbreds, the Alouettes, I don't think, have a chance to come back. But you know what? I mean, uh, we've seen crazier things happen in this CFL. Hashtag no lead is safe. That's right. That is correct. And special teams is some place is uh, is a spot where you can make spark, you know you can spark your team up. So let's see if hopefully this Argonaut kickoff team. This is a huge play right now. Has to make sure that they're well, doing this. Uh, they're covering this well. See what happens with Havrilah, who would like to make up for a bad kick the last time. And this is going to be another nice one down to the numbers at the 11-yard line into the wind. Very solid kick. And back comes Logan with flags down. Logan's down at the 23-yard line. Ran into the pile at the 27. Tried to kick it out. That's the 27 on the 23-yard line. That was with a 20 seconds left. Horrible hole. James Wilder flying downfield, and pretty sure the receiver on the Alouettes will see what number it is here, but I saw it happen, and uh, unless there was another hold somewhere else. Well, here's Tim Croker, and he will let us know who the guilty party was as they're just trying to do the math now and figure out where the flag was, and now i got to do the math and move them back. Uh, when all is said and done, this is going to be a long field for the Alouettes, and I would be surprised if they just don't run out the clock. During the return, holding. Montreal number 80. Yeah. Half the distance to goal. That was SJ Hydera. So, Hoagie, you ever watch wrestling? Uh, when I was like four. WWF? Okay, okay sure. there was a move where the one guy would be in front, and the guy would come in from behind, and, okay. he'd, and he'd go vertical, and he'd grab him by the head, and like it was kind of like a suplex or something. Ow! That's what SJ Hydera, he just did to, uh, to Wilder, and... Uh, yeah, calm down a little bit. You were liking that way too much. Yeah, you know what? I, I liked having some fun with some wrestling moves on the field when I was playing specials. And they're going to dump it out here. One-handed catch by Lewis as Nick shows why he's one of the leading receivers in the history of the sport. And he's going to go out of bounds, though, and that's going to stop the clock with 15 seconds left. That's an odd play call. That was a dangerous play down at that part of the field, but it worked. And it's second down and seven. Hey, Hope, just go to the back of the booth here. Let me just create a little space. You uh -huh. don't want to do the suplex? I'll just give no, you the... No, that's okay. Come on! Hey, I have a folding chair here. Watch out. <laughs> I'm not above using it either. <laughs> don't uh... mess in wrestling. Never mess with a guy named Hogan. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Rip off the t-shirt. <laughs> uh, my favorite guy was Macho Man. Macho Man Randy Savage. Was it because of the character, the clothes, the voice, Miss Elizabeth? Oh, it was the character. He was awesome. I, don't I, know what I mean, his voice was pretty awesome, too. I don't know why they're stopping here. What's going on here? I don't know. They didn't signal there was a timeout called by either team. No. Some discussion happening down here. Interesting. Second down. And... Uh, 15 seconds. Clock is stopped because Lewis got out of bounds. Argos in a 40 front. And Bear Woods is the only guy near the line of scrimmage. And they're going to run a draw play. And it's going to be Sutton is going to be taken down to the 16-yard line with 10 seconds left. And unless the Argos use their timeout, one of their two timeouts, which would probably be silly, the Alouettes will be able to just kill the clock. You get into the Bigs formation. And Chapdelaine's giving that indication from the sidelines. Interesting to see um, 
Derek Wendell is listed as an assistant coach. I didn't realize this. He's a special teams assistant. He was a record-breaking quarterback who just graduated the University of Ottawa. Had okay. a great career, a kid from Belleville, and he's now uh, he's now working his way up the ranks as a coach, which is great to see. There it is. They're just going to take a knee, and uh, we're going to get out of here. What a half for the Toronto Argonauts. 35 points in the first half, as opposed to the Alouettes, who have nothing, and Kate Pedersen saddling up next to Ricky Ray. Kate? Thanks, Hoagie. Ricky, a great first half on all sides of the ball. What was the biggest difference for you guys today? Uh, We're just out there executing the way uh, we should be, and we're making some plays and playing with a lot of intensity, so we got to keep that going. A 35-point lead, and in that first half, you became the Argos' all-time passing leader. How special is that for you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously really special. I mean, a lot of great quarterbacks, players have played, uh, you know, for this franchise. It's been around for, for such a long time, so... Definitely that's special for me, and, and obviously with the way the game's going. Best of luck in the second half. Thank you. That's Ricky Ray with Kate Pedersen. How are these are for numbers, Andy McNamara? Ricky Ray, 21 of 23, 91% completion percentage, 260 yards in the first half, and four touchdowns. He's not bad. Oh, my, is what I have to say. And, J.J., I, I appreciate the wrestling reference. So what you going to do, Montreal? <laughs> Ricky Ray. Oh, man. Absolutely unbelievable. Okay, boys, have a little breather there, and we'll uh, we'll be back with you in a few minutes. <laughs> wow. Ricky Ray, 260 yards, and as Hoagie said, four touchdowns. S.J. Green is playing unconscious. Eight catches, 135 yards, two TDs. Amarty Edwards with a touchdown as well. You know what? We'll take the break. I'll come back with the full stats. We'll also hear my conversation from, from CFL Weekly with Argos GM, Jim Pop. Argos absolutely rolling 35 zip over the Montreal Alouettes after two quarters. You're listening to Argonauts Football here on TSN 1050. Hi, this is Marcus Ball of the Toronto Argonauts. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. This is Argos Game Day. On TSN 1050, the home of Argos football. What a difference a week makes. Last week, the Argos fell 21-9 to the Montreal Alouettes with Ricky Ray out of the lineup with an injured shoulder. This week, Ricky returns. How is that shoulder going to feel? What was he going to look like? Was the offense going to miss a beat at all? The answer is a resounding No. Uh, the Argos, 35 nothing up on the Montreal Alouettes. You're listening to the Argos Halftime Show here on TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, and on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Andy McNamara. You can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. How about these numbers for Ricky Ray? And this isn't a game total. This is through two quarters. 21 of 23, 91.3% completion. 91%. 260 yards through the air. Four touchdowns. Zero picks for Ricky Ray. Now, as impressive as that is, SJ Green has made at least two, maybe three highlight real catches out of his eight for 135 yards and two touchdowns. Armani Edwards with four catches of his own for 37 yards and a score. Declan Cross uh, with one inside the red zone, uh, two catches total for a touchdown as well. Brandon Whitaker, seven carries, 38 yards. For the Montreal Alouettes, it looks, well, like the Argos quarterback stats from a week ago. 
when you had Jeff Matthews and Cody Fajardo. Darian Durant, 8 of 16 for 50%, 65 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. Terrell Sutton has rushed for 23 yards. Nick Lewis leads his team with 31 yards uh, pass or uh, receiving on four catches and obviously no touchdowns there. 35 nothing. Wow. Second half coming up in a few minutes. Want to get to this uh, conversation I had with Argos GM Jim Pop on CFL Weekly. Now, you can listen to CFL Weekly. I host that show every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock right here on TSN 1050. So I caught up with Jim Pop, and I began by talking with him about his travels to NFL training camps and which one he's, he's been to. Uh, myself, I was down in, uh, you know, with the Giants and the Jets. Yeah. Uh, Cruised by uh, Philadelphia down to Baltimore, uh, flew into Charlotte, uh, did all, you know, visited training camps. And then I backtracked and came back up and did preseason games. So I did a oh. game in Charlotte, Baltimore, and two in MetLife Stadium in, uh, you know, in the Meadowlands. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, several of us did that type of thing. We still have one or two still on the road, and we try to hit all 32 teams. Is there, when you, when you go down, is there a a list or or uh, from the training camp roster or something in particular that you're looking at per team or is it okay you have an idea of who you might want but it's more if somebody catches your eye a little bit of all that mm. uh, we obviously have the list we have those negotiation lists yep. and then we obviously can't put everybody on a negotiation list but your eye and players up you're evaluating them a lot of scouting and recruiting is one and two years ahead of time. Okay, and uh, we're always looking for the guy that falls through, and we can grab right away if we have a need. Uh, but you know, you visit with general managers, directors of pro personnel. Uh, you ask a lot of questions, just you know, not just what your eyes see. I mean, you watch film while you're at the facility. Uh, you watch preseason games, but you also ask a lot of questions about the individual type of person they are. You try to do a lot of background on them. You know, some of the things you don't know by watching film or watching them in person. So uh, you just get a good feel. You have to do a lot of work. you got to find out which guys still have practice roster eligibility. you got to find out that three-year vet that may not make the team that season uh, and or you may take the true free agent on the street that has a long shot of ever making it. Plus, we're always following the CFL guys that have signed from the CFL down in the NFL that may be free agents so, uh, or you right. may have a draft pick there. So there's a lot, lot to it, and uh, you just try to cover it all, and you know, and, and have a plan moving forward from there. That's just a small taste of the interview I had with Jim Pop. You can get the full interview if you go to tsn1050.ca under the show page CFL Weekly or to my Twitter at andymc81. I have the link pinned right there for the full conversation with Argos GM Jim Pop, who has to be smiling because at the half, thirty-five, nothing. Toronto Argonauts against the Montreal Alouettes. First place in the East on the line. Ricky Ray's playing out of his mind, as is SJ Green. We're going to take the break. Third quarter coming up next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Argonauts Football right here on TSN 1050.